welcome to Style Therapy, your unconventional clothing conversation rooted in love. Okay, so I know the podcast was named Sam Was Here, but after some digging and thinking, I was like, this is, this is giving very narcissistic. And I mean, not in the sense of I'm a narcissist, but more or less like, this isn't about me. This conversation is about us. It's about the community, and it is literally about what we bring to the table, and me specifically in the fashion and art space. So naturally, because I am a style strategist, a creative director, like I am all up in the mix of the wardrobe and the closet things. It felt right to make this change. Um, And it makes sense because of the energy and the love that I infuse into the space of fashion and style. Like it's, I mean, it's given very much like Zen Zone vibes, comfy couch vibes, um, because I recognize the importance of clothing. But more importantly, I recognize that it's very much a vulnerable space for a lot of us, Um, specifically women. And I love to approach fashion through a very much um, black focused lens. And that's not to say that everybody else is excluded, but that just means as a black woman, I am centering my own situation first and the women who look like me first, because we have a very, very distinct experience on this planet um so i wanted to give us some extra care and loving because generally we're the folks that's taking care of everybody else you know we're showing up for all the other peoples and all of the other ways and um for me my work is always about creating spaces that just allow folks to rest me i am folks first (laughs) everybody else is more than welcome to take advantage but it's for my ladies it's for my black women it's for my sisters Uh, Those who identify as black women, I love y'all. I see you. This environment is for you to take your seat first, but all are welcome. So I hear this way too often. You have a closet full of clothes with nothing to wear, or you have a calendar full of events and you have no idea how you're going to show up for them. And that's when I come in. My focus is really adding ease to the space of wardrobe for you. So you're not trying to figure out what to wear. That's already ready to go. And you're just focusing on showing up in your respective ministry. Visit www.samwashere.org so that you can schedule a free 15-minute check-in call and figure out a style plan that works for you. Yay! All right, now it's time to get a little stoned. And I mean, if you got some herb there, I mean, that doesn't hurt either. But let's roll. So carnelian is considered the red gem. It restores vitality and motivation. It stimulates creativity for architects, builders, construction workers, and athletes. Carnelian is known to give courage, promote positive life choices, helps to dispel apathy, and motivates for success. So some additional power words for carnelian are emotional warmth, sociability, harmony, courage, and happiness. We like happiness, yes? So what am I wearing today? I have on an OIA brand, Never Give Up, Ash Gray hoodie. I love this hoodie. It's super soft. I got it from Homecoming at Morgan State University. Yay, Morgan State. And OIA brand is owned uh, by Kevin Bennett. Uh, Tricks. Y'all may know him as Tricks. Well, I don't know. Anybody who went to Morgan may know him as Tricks because him and the homie Zeke definitely used to throw the parties. And they still do. 
Um, but Only in America is the full name of the brand, and I love it uh, because he's got some really, really dope um, attire, t-shirts, but it's just got some great messaging to it, something that I've never seen before. He always rolls out with the hot, proper hotness, and I love it. And I'm wearing some tie-dye um, stretch pants, like yoga pants. I love these. I got these from the Amazons. Amazon has really been serving me well, and I, I love to do research on different places and spaces to buy clothing when I'm not purchasing from small business owners. Um, but Amazon definitely makes the cut. Why? Why does Amazon make the cut? Because they've got that prime shipping. They got free deliveries. And especially amidst COVID, when ISS was in the house trying to figure out what we were going to wear and how we were going to get it because the malls were closed, Amazon came through. Now, their business practices are a little trash, trash. Um, we're still working on that. But nonetheless, in a pinch, Amazon can get you what you need. And they also do what's called the drop. And they have different influencers, um, which like they create their own collections of things and, and kind of share it with the world. I think that's hella dope. Because there's so many creative, fashionable people out here in these streets. And I love how certain businesses and entities are really kind of tapping those folks and really giving them their credit. You know, I mean, it's not too much for a big company to steal and swoop in and kind of <laughs> appropriate some designs and ideas. But now I feel like they're really more in the partnership space, which I really love. So Amazon and OYA brand is what I'm wearing today. I don't know what I'm going to wear on my feet yet because I'm currently sitting in a bed and that's on that. So I figure I'd give a little backstory as to how I arrived to this space of fashion because I damn sure don't have any formal or technical training in the space, never went to an FIT. Um, I really never even taken a drawing course to learn how to uh, sketch and, and design. It started when I was younger and I was about five or six years old, probably about the same age as my daughter now. And I would sketch over my daughter, mm -mm, my daughter's, nope, not that. I would sketch over my mom's magazine. She would get all of these fashion magazines. Um, and I would just place paper over top of them and traced, trace the body forms. Um, I loved it. It was fun. I don't know why it just brought me so much joy then. But I guess because, you know, my 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 inner DNA and, and the God within me just knew that this was something that I was always going to, uh, to do, to love, to enjoy. Uh, fast forward. I'm in high school. I went to Western Senior High School, which is the only all-girl public school in the United States. Uh, and mostly known for, in addition to the doves, like, we given all the energy you'll need. Like, the first day of school, when I tell you I, it was a culture shock coming from uniforms, I wore a Calvin Klein denim short skirt, some Nikes that I gotten from the Nike outlet. You know them Nike outlet shoes. They different than them, like, in-store Nike shoes, but whatever. And then I had on an Elmo sweatshirt. Yeah, I was giving real young and real, very much young vibes. And I had an Elmo book bag to match. It was, I don't know. I don't know, but I love what I was wearing. I felt good at it. I showed up the first day of school and I felt like I was in school with grown women. I'm talking like just, just lined lips with MAC lip gloss and finger waves and barrel curls and beehives and french rolls and if you don't know what that is i don't know you might want to look it up but it was given full-on baps 90s realness with the long nails minus the gold teeth but definitely i it was not aligned with my elmo fit for the day 
So after I found my footing at Western High School, really found a pocket, a groove for me that wasn't given super young and play school vibes. Um, it was somewhere along the middle because my mom, Susan, was not having that shit, me showing up with all of this crunchy eco gel stuff in my hair. Um, nice, cute feather wraps and, and beautiful curls, bouncy curls was my thing, was my, was my zone. Um, but I also learned to color within the lines as far as clothing as well. So that looked like me making sure that I was intentional about going shopping when summer hit. Uh, we would always go to our family reunion in North Carolina and we would hit the outlets on the way home. And the outlets was given what they were supposed to give, you know. Sometimes it was a little off-brand, a little, because you didn't see the exact designs that you saw perhaps in the mall on the shelf. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still a Nike brand or it was still whatever brand that you were patronizing. So I would check out the Nauticas and um, Liz Claiborne's, Helly Hansen, Timberland for sure. Um, and my mom always tried to put me in loafers, always tried to put me in loafers. I never appreciated them until I got older. Like I never appreciated the classic vibe of a cardigan and a plaid schoolgirl skirt and loafers until after I stopped wearing them shits. And I was like in college and I was just like, oh, but this is cute. Like this is giving very much schoolgirl clueless. But when I was asked or made to wear those things, I did not appreciate it at all. Funny how those things come full circle. So I got my gear up during those moments when we had time to go to the outlets, uh, but I also never lost the desire to design. So design for me in the space of high school was, was looking like me designing my homies' uh, sophomore ball dresses, junior prom dresses, and senior prom dresses. Um, I even was a part of the Fashionettes, which is a very, 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 very popular modeling group at Western Senior High School. I mean, if you were in the Fashionettes, it was a whole thing and fashion shows in high school was a whole situation because I mean it's not like we had cars to do anything or go anywhere so we were preparing for fashion shows and it was Western Senior High School it was City High School and a few other high schools that were in the play but to be honest with you I never really I never really went there it was it's, it's, it was in Western Senior High School it did not get my attention but City was an active rival for the fashionettes and we of course had to go check out what they were given in their fashion show so we can make sure we came with it but we always did creativity all of those things I had the pleasure of being able to style some of the most unconventional garments that graced the runway uh, one of the scenes we were detectives and we had to wear like pink satin gloves so the ensemble that we had to wear was um, we were given certain parameters to create within like we had to get the same fabric and have a hat in the gloves. Those were like the main key items. Anything within that, like how you wore your outfit was totally up to you. So some girls did like, you know, cool suits. Some girls had on like shorts and like crop tops. So it was really, really sick how we all came up with our own interpretation of the detective look, but we were all unified by our gloves and our hat um, and shoes. The shoes were all cohesive too. We all wore clear heels. In retrospect, in high school, wearing clear heels probably wasn't the most ideal. But when you think about it, it did. They were they were shoes that went with everything, and you didn't have to change them. So that was more the thing: is making sure that whatever outfit that we were wearing on the stage, that it was easy to change into, that it matched and was cohesive with everybody else, that it fit the theme, um, and also that we had the elements to make sure that we were all a team. Like we looked like we were part of the same modeling camp. So as you can see, this energy of just kind of putting things together and 
operating within specific confines of creativity. Like this has always been in my wheelhouse. I love it. I thrive there. So after I graduated from Western Senior High School, I still didn't take what I was creating in the space super seriously. I went into Morgan State and wanted to to be in the medical field because that's something that I felt would net me. Um, it was something that I felt would be of use to my community. At that point, um, you know, no shade, but my parents were just like, the hell? Like artists? I mean, everybody was considering that being an artist is like being a starving artist. And it's bullshit. Like, I mean, now when I think about it, um, but we'll get to that. So essentially, I just was like, let me go ahead and make sure that I can guarantee some coins in my pockets post-college. So let me make sure I, I get into this medical space. So yeah, we did that. We enrolled as a whole anatomy and physiology major. I'm lying. It was biology. I enrolled as a biology major. Doesn't even matter because that didn't last long. Um, and I realized like this, you know, these science classes, like they were okay. Like I could weather through the storm. I could grit through them, but it just was not speaking to me in a way that I felt I could be totally engaged and really get my money's worth. And then I messed up because it was such a culture shock being in Morgan State University and that whole, like, even though I'm in my own state and I'm living at home and going back and forth to campus, like, I'm fucking having fun, y'all. Like, I'm having fun. When I tell y'all this was my first time off of the porch when I went to Morgan State University, not that I completely wild out because I just have a level of reserve to me naturally, but in my terms of wiling out I did that like I had the fun I went out to the parties I enjoyed the life all of that so my grades unfortunately suffered because of my lack of focus but also I wasn't really interested and engaged in the major that I had chosen anyway so I wound up shifting my major to public health and community uh, outreach um, and education and that served me a lot better because then I started to get into the research of just different health disparities and things. So it was it was health, but it was from a different angle. It was still community-based. And what it did was it allowed me to still be engaged in school, but then I had a little bit more wiggle room to participate in other areas and really kind of like hone my artistry. So what that looked like for me was now I'm able to kind of be more involved in different organizations on campus. So... I joined the YWCA, I became more active there, um, and I also had a job where I was going every single uh, day for the most part, Chick-fil-A. It was Chick-fil-A, it was also Wet Seal, it was also Pearson Pagoda, it was also Wilson's Leather Girl. I, I was a hustler, okay? I'm still very much an ambitious person, but um, shifting my major allowed me to free up some space in my brain. And then I was able to create some revenues, which helped me to do some different things, buy some different clothes and experiment. Also getting more into the vintage space and thrifting, being able to buy more quality uh, garments. So all of that was really something that to me was very valuable in helping me kind of get back to the space of fashion and art. And I loved, I loved every drop of all of the things I learned when I was at Morgan State University. I participated in a fashion show that was headed by the Deltas on campus. Um, and it was called Organized Confusion. And I remember just enjoying just even the play on words for that production. There was some dance in there. Um, it was just a lot of fun being a part of that production and really kind of also being able to lend some creative ideas because... One thing about me, honey, if you got me on the team, I can't help but to help. Like, that's just my nature. I'm always going to be 
um, service oriented, always going to try to figure out how to make things better. Uh, not just myself, but just even environments that I'm a part of. I just want to help. So fast forward to graduating from Morgan State University. I had by senior year at Morgan started to really plant some seeds in the space of wardrobe styling and design. Uh, I had started tampering with the designing of my own accessories, like some feather earrings, some beaded bracelets, but I really had not gotten into the meat of it. Uh, and it's funny how sometimes relationships and love will just summon and bring some shit out of you uh, because after I graduated Morgan State University, I started dealing with some folks that just were not, they were not aligned. They were not aligned. And I'm so happy and glad that God just saw fit to remove them from my life and my space, even though I might have been kicking and screaming, wanting it to work. You know, if it ain't meant to be, it's just not. It's just not. Um, So I was continuing to create through heartbreak and just finding that the art was something that healed me in so many different spaces. So I just continued to rest on just continuing to create, always creating, staying creative, all of those things. Until one day I was like, you know what, we're just going to start a business. I started a business and I started um, those earrings and even those thrifty pieces that I just amassed. I was like, well, let's go ahead and just do some reselling. Um, got into that for a little bit. Then it phased out and really was starting to focus more on the accessories. Uh, I met my husband in 2014 and I'm sorry, I met him in 2007 and then in 2014 is when we said, I do. Well, throughout that entire window, that seven-year period was literally me finding ways to create and make revenues. Um, but also, I was in the corporate world working full-time, trying to figure out how to not lose my shit while I'm in this cubicle feeling like my wings are being clipped. Literally developing IBS, bubble guts, all of that. I now know that it was more a mental thing but in that season it was a very very real feeling for me just feeling like why the hell am I here like I could totally be making more money for myself outside of these walls and even though I was scared shitless um and there are still days where I have a little bit of fear but I just learned to push past it anyway because ultimately God got me and I know everything always is working in my favor CC Abraham Hicks but that seven-year window of time, I had to really, really, really like buckle down and um, get super serious. And that was when I saw an opportunity to create a business that could sustain itself. Um, now, the, the systems and all of that other good stuff, that, was, that has been a work in progress, really trying to figure that out. But ultimately, that art, that art bug, it was on my ass. And it was saying, no, you're not getting rid of me. I am here for the long haul so we had to figure this thing out so in 2014 literally three days before I said I do uh, my paperwork was finalized for my LLC and I had transitioned out of being a full-time uh, corporate employee to now transitioning into this entrepreneurial space so meditate on those things that you absolutely love to do as well and um, make sure that you're maxing out in those spaces because that's the feel-good space all right, so sharing is caring, y'all. And I don't know about you, but music is an entire love language for me. Like, I can get lost in a playlist. So feel free to send me what you are listening to if we really friends, okay? But I did want to share this song that has been on my mind for the past couple of weeks. I loved it. It's crazy because you ever have a song stuck in your head and you tried so hard to search for it? 
Shazam is not picking it up. The Googles don't know. And you don't know the lyrics to search. This was that song for me. I'm so excited to share it. It came on randomly in a playlist when I was in a nice vibe. Just a reminder to just, you know, stay calm. Don't be so meddlesome. Everything you need will come right back into the fold. The song is called How Much Can a Heart Take? It's by Lucky Day on his Table for Two album. And I think you're really going to dig it. Let me know your thoughts.